everybody. We are here at the Heartland Institute's Climate Conference. I'm with Frank Lassay. He is the president of Truth in Energy and Climate. Used to work in the uh, Walker administration in Wisconsin and used to actually be the president of the Heartland Institute. Frank, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much. So you've been focused a lot on energy policy. Um, yes. 50,000 foot question. What do you think about the Biden administration's energy policy so far? Um, the Biden administration policy is really terrible. Um, I try to determine and try to make things more easily understood for regular people. And I've changed my diet right Radically, I actually been vegan for a while. I wouldn't recommend it, but it works for some. And they're kind of trying to do this: replace energy-dense fossil fuels that provide 80% of our energy in the world, in the United States and the world, it was something that's very diffuse. And if you're going to become a vegan, you have to have lots of lots of vegetables, lots and lots. And no sane person, unless they want to be on a starvation diet, would go about shutting down your meat and potatoes diet and making it really expensive, which the Biden administration is doing, before you line up new food sources. That's one big part of it. The other issue is, is wind and solar. They're finally admitting that they're part-time energy sources and our electric grids store no power on their own. So you have to have, um, you have to have supply meet demand all the time. And when wind stops and the sun goes down, there's no electricity. Do we just turn off the electricity? We can't do that. Um, and that makes it more expensive because like a family with busy, has gas cars and they're busy and they decide to buy a solar car that works just like solar panels. They can't drive it the first hour or the last hour of the day because the sun's not high enough, not bright enough. When it rains or it snows or it gets dark or cloud cover, the car stops. So they find out they can't use it all the time or even most of the time. So now they're paying for three cars. This is exactly what his policy is doing to our electric grid. And then add in a wind car, the same thing. And wind only blows about 30% of the time. So you can't even take it to your kid's soccer game or to an afternoon anything or to a movie because you might not get home. So now you're paying for four cars. That's exactly what Biden's policy is doing. And what's worse is they're trying to make coal-fired power plants that provided 22% of our electricity in 2021. They want to put them out of business without any replacement. It's, it's kind of crazy world and unreality. That's one big part of it. The other big part is um, forcing electric vehicles on everyone, trying to encourage them everywhere. And, and you know, if people want them, buy them. That's great. But there's not enough lithium in the world, and there's no way to, to create it. And most of it gets processed in China because it's very environmentally uh, dirty. It's hard, and they have very few uh, environmental laws. So China controls it. They're kind of rising, and they're a rival to the United States. And there's not enough lithium in the world to make all the batteries for all the cars, they say. And then what I'm concerned with is after seven to 10 years, those batteries wear out. Now what happens to the $4,000 car like our 18-year-old is driving and is going to take to college? Or the poor people that you know, and not even poor, middle-class people, the four, five, six thousand $6,000 used car. What's going to happen to that when you have to replace your battery that's worn out with a $10,000 or $15,000 battery? You know, all this stuff isn't well thought out and it shouldn't be forced by the government. So, Frank, why do you suppose they are doing this? Is this just stupidity, misguided, ideology? What is it that's driving this if it doesn't make sense from an economic or an environmental perspective? I think all of the above. I think there are some very greedy people who are making a real lot of money through the government's largesse and the tax dollars are being rewarded. They're getting rich off this process. That's one part of it. Politicians are getting uh, money for it. They're, they're using this as an issue, a wedge issue, and there are a lot of kind of uh, useless dupes out there who don't don't get the facts. There's a lot of media, consistent, regular propaganda. Folks, there's no climate emergency. 
Uh, CO2 is a trace gas. We're re exhaling it right now. When Grandma said, talk to your planes, if you get up close, we're exhaling on it so it grows really well. The world, according to NASA, in pictures from space, is 30% greener in the last 40 years, and they attribute, NASA, not Frank Lassay or some other denier or whatever, they attribute it to the CO2 in the atmosphere. Worldwide crop harvests are up everywhere, even in places where they don't have access to better seeds and man-made fertilizers that also come from fossil fuels that they're trying to get rid of too. So uh, there's a lot of benefits, but we're getting a steady stream of propaganda that most of it is not true at all. The world is getting a better place in all terms. More people eating better, living longer, and they're working to tear that down. And then you have people who, I think, moved away from traditional religion and now the green ideology, their new religion, they take it on faith, and they take it on faith that wind and solar are good, and fossil fuels are bad, and they, they don't know any of the facts, and it's, they're actually hard to get, too. You know, I know keywords, and I find them, and Google is in on the scam. They hide information. I even know the keywords and go try to find it. I can't find articles that I just read. So I start saving them all. So I understand why regular people go out there, I want to do my own research, and you're not a scientist, and you start to go, oh, this is hard, and you can't find it. And things like the misrepresentation, just one example. The content, and it's covered by miles of ice, it's very cold, Antarctica. It has not warmed in 70 years. We started taking accurate records measured in Antarctica only in 1956, but since then it has not warmed. They did report in the last couple of years it's experienced some of the coldest winters. It's our summer up here, but winter down there. Coldest winters they've ever had ever. But if you do a search, you'll, you'll, you'll think the whole continent is melting. And that's because there's one peninsula that sticks out, and Antarctica is bigger than the United States. It's a big area. There's one peninsula that sticks out that has about 138 that we know of, Active volcanoes warming the ocean water underneath this ice shelf, the Thwaites ice shelf, the doomsday ice shelf. So it's warming from underneath. A natural process can't be caused by climate change. And this volcano's warming it. It makes you think that the whole Antarctica is melting and we're all going to be doomed because this big piece of ice is going to break off and then raise all the sea levels. And the sea levels have been raising about the same, about an inch a decade or less, for the last 120 years that we have good tidal records. We have good records there. So they kind of gave up on that whole kind of scam that you can measure the whole ocean with upwelling, downwelling um, uh, waves and everything from satellites in the sky. It's just not really possible to, within just a fraction of an inch. Was, you know, so they gave up on that because we have solid tidal records all over the world that are long-term. There's nothing to be afraid of there, but they want to scare people, so they'll buy this wind and solar scam. And it is a scam, folks. I'm sorry to tell you that. And that's why your electric rates are going up, and they're going to continue to go up, because as you add more part-time cars, to that analogy again, your family, if you keep buying more and more part-time cars, and you have to keep using your full-time cars, your car prices are going to keep going up. So Frank, how does this madness end? Uh, what do you recommend to everyday Americans, uh, policymakers, uh, and more and more Republicans? It looks like now they even have a climate caucus up on Capitol Hill. Uh, they're caving on this issue, saying they're going to come up with conservative solutions to the climate crisis. Uh, how does this stop, absent, I guess, economic catastrophe? Well, they ridiculed Nancy Reagan, but I would say just say no. And I think you should t contact your Republicans and get them back um, thinking properly about this issue. We don't have a problem. The real danger in the world that you should really be afraid of is communist China. Communist China is a rising threat to the world. They are going to surpass us as the world's largest economy. They have 1.4 billion people. They have a huge military. They are growing. They want to invade Taiwan. Uh, they're helping the Russians. And they're producing the green 
mean scam. They're producing the wind and solar and the batteries for the rest of the world. They've cornered the market in that area. And you need to communicate that to the Republicans and stop voting for any of these fraudsters who want to spend more of our money. And by the way, we're $31 trillion in national debt. There's $370 billion of money we don't have that they're going to continue to put into subsidizing wind and solar. Because without the subsidies, without 30% on the front end for the buying it, and then 30% on the back end when they use it, we wouldn't do it. Because even with that, the break-even is about the length of time. This is how bad they are. The length of time to pay for solar panels that you put on your house are about the same as how long it lasts. So you front-end it. You pay a bunch of money now, and you get lower electric bills over time if you buy solar for your house. But it, but it saves you nothing. It, it's crazy world. But now how that scam works, and this is part of how the whole scam works, and I shouldn't tell people because it may be interesting. So say you borrow $18,000 to put solar panels on your house, and that's kind of what it might cost for a regular house. And the government will get you $6,000 back. Well, you borrow $18,000, and you get $6,000 in your pocket. You're $6,000 better off. And you get lower electric bills, but it probably won't be enough to pay back the other the $18,000 that you're doing. So you're going to pay back a little bit of that money all the time. And then when you sell your house, then you have to pay all that money back so you get a smaller check for your next house or for your retirement or whatever you use it on. So this is part of how this, this kind of all this money scam works. And um, you know it's not healthy for us. And I think ultimately your question is what are, what are people to do? For folks, we're, we're like sheep that have been sheared and now it's starting to get down and where it's really hitting our skin instead of just taking some of the, the hair off or the fur off is that our electric rates are going to keep going up by 5, 10, 15 percent year over year over year over year. They're, they're going to double or triple in the next decade if this continues on. So we need to start saying no. And the fact is, is our electric supply, our electric des, um, demand across the United States, and granted growing areas have, have more demand, but our electric demand has not changed in almost 20 years. It's been flat. We have more computers, we have more TVs, we have more things that we're using electricity for, but the lights are, everything is more energy efficient, which is good, but we use more of it. Say so we have more people, we have more business, and we've grown economically, but our electric use has stayed flat. Why are we adding more capacity and pretending that that isn't raising our rates when you don't need more capacity? I mean, if it was growing, it makes more sense to add more. And those are some of the things to, to think about, folks. But we need to communicate more of this and start voting that way. And yeah, I know it sounds good. You need to start really talking to the 30 and under crowd. We need to talk to more of those because they've been propagandized and they've been um, indoctrinated. And a lot of them don't want to hear any of this and it hurts their feelings. And they don't have to pay electric bills. They don't have to do this. And you know what? The other part of it is energy costs are baked into everything we do. Everything, you don't think about it, but it's, our groceries are going to go up. It's not just your electric at home. The businesses you shop at and, and use and for service and everything, they have to pay more. You're getting deliveries and everything else, they have to pay more. Guess what? That gets baked into everything we buy. So more inflation is on the way. We're going to see more inflation, and it's because of this anti-energy policy, and there's no good purpose for it. We have hundreds, if not thousands of years of coal, oil, and natural gas in the ground to harvest with present technology. And we're getting better technology all the time. So it's not going to run short for a while. And last thing I'll leave you with is I ask people, would you want to solve today's problems with 1980s technology? And that's what people go, what? No, no. If I'm wrong and the CO2 crowd is evil is right, do we want to solve 2060 or 2100 problems? Because that's really when it would be a problem with 2020 technology. I'd suggest we don't.
just like we don't want to use 1980s technology to fix things today. Provided we continue to have progress and economic progress because it's dependent on having energy, which depends on, and you know, kids out there, I'm hearing a lot of you are depressed and you're like, I, I don't want to have kids myself. I don't even know what to do. Why, why even bother? Get rid of that attitude. Solve these problems. If you really believe that climate change is a problem, it isn't about wind and solar. Those are inferior. Get something new. Get a replacement. Go to work on those problems. You can have kids. We have a bright future. And in fact, once you dig into it, you're going to find out there are less tornadoes, not more. There's no trend in hurricanes. There's no trend in floods. There's no trends in doubts. Uh, you know, we have milder winters. We have less hot summers. Those are facts. Um, I mean, it's, it's upside down world of what we were getting. So take heart, folks. And the young people, we need you to be engaged and move forward. The future is bright, there are less people who are starving, less people die from natural disasters, all kinds of good stuff out there, but you're being told something completely false. Excellent. Frank, and how can people follow you and how can people find your organization online? Uh, my organization, truthinenergyandclimate.com, truthinenergyandclimate.com, and you can sign up for a weekly email newsletter on energy issues, energy and climate issues. I do a, a tact where I highlight and bold and grow the important parts so you can skim it and actually know what the important part is of the articles, and I also put in my own comments there to set the record straight when it needs it. Excellent. Frank, thank you so much. Hey, you're very welcome, Alex. Pleasure.